There is nothing wrong in your business, in your practice, with you borrowing from other experts out there. But when you borrow, reference, give credit. You are an amazing human being. You're a coach or expert who works hard to make a positive difference for your clients. I'm Joss Willard, and my mission is to help good coaches like you make great profits so you can live an amazing life helping the people you're meant to serve. This podcast is here to help with that. We'll be bringing you the information, resources, experts, and perspectives to allow your practice to make a difference, support the life you want, and reward you fairly and well for the impact that you bring. Welcome to Profit for Coaches. Is imitation really the sincerest form of flattery? And speaking of flattery, I thought that was a negative thing. Wasn't it supposed to be that we don't like being flattered? Well, I guess that depends on how sincere the flattery actually is. Hi, I'm Joss Willard, host of Profit for Coaches. On today's episode, we're going to talk about what do you do when people are copying you and should you even worry about it? Enjoy the episode. Real quick, before we get started, I want to make sure that the time you invest here is profitable. And the best way to do that is to make sure you grab a copy of the free ebook, The Four Must-Haves for a Profitable Coaching Practice. It's absolutely free. It's worth every penny. It outlines the four areas that every profitable coaching practice on the planet has in common. And thus, they're the four things that you must have nailed down in your coaching practice if you want it to be consistently profitable. So if you want an easy to understand, very specific tool that makes it crystal clear where to be focusing your attention in your practice and what you can safely ignore to ensure that your practice is consistently profitable and supports the life that you want to be living, go to ProfitForCoaches.com and download your copy of the four must-haves for a profitable coaching practice today. So there's this guy I know. He's a bit of a, he's a coach now, a coaching consultant. When I first met him, he was not. Uh, he, did, he did other things. And pretty much without fail, within two, three months of any episode of this podcast that goes out or uh, public speaking engagement that I do where I talk about a specific topic or mention a specific book, within a couple of months, he has some sort of presentation or uh, deal or offer or free thing specifically mentioning that same book or that same subject, that same topic. And it's interesting to me. In fact, he became a coach, not two months, but several years after he and I first met and I was a coach. And he's a really good guy. I like him a lot. But it's funny in following his career, he's been, he's always been a little, uh, when I say behind me, I'm not trying to be disparaging about it. It's not like I'm saying I'm a better coach than he is or anything like that. But when I watch his his career, where he's gone, people that he has connected with and, and work that he has done with them are all people that I have connected with. I uh, looked at some of them. I chose to work with some of them. I didn't, et cetera. But it's, it's interesting to see him walking in the same circles as I've been in and then to watch him and hear him. I'm on his email list, so I get emails from him. And like I said, it, it takes about two months after I do a, a particular topic um, or mention a specific book or have a specific guest or whatever that he's talking about them. And it doesn't bother me, which might be something of a surprise. They talk about imitation being the sincerest form of flattery. And to be honest, I don't even know that this guy is is imitating me or if he's, del- I don't know that he's deliberately seeing what I do, putting something together and bringing it out. In fact, uh, it wouldn't surprise me at all if that's not what he's doing. If he's not aware of the fact that he's just, I'm in his space and he sees what I do and it triggers an idea a, a little while later. It's entirely possible. 
But it brings us to this, the conversation around intellectual property and uh, the mindset of in the coaching space, you know, is it, is it oversaturated? Are there too many people trying to send the same message going after the same clients, uh, et cetera, et cetera. And really it's a, uh, it is an interesting conversation to have and it's a kind of a blurry line, but here's my take on it. There's not very much new information out there when it comes to how to do things. Almost all new inventions these days are taking something that's already been created or already works or already being used uh, in one area and combining it with or moving it to an area or an industry or a process that it hadn't been used in before, or hadn't been directly applied to before. There's the statement that there's nothing new under the sun, I think is is a bit overdrawn. There's lots of new stuff out there, especially technology-wise and et cetera, but most of it is exploitative or derivative work, meaning we're taking stuff that already exists, looking at it in a new way, applying it in a new way, or combining it with something else. And it's great stuff. It's, I mean, science and technology have advanced more in the last hundred years than throughout all of human history combined, more and faster. Like our understanding and our ability to collect, distribute, and synthesize information by putting together information that other people have, have uh, built or collected through experimentation, et cetera, et cetera. I think one of the, the largest reasons for the massive explosion in science and technology over this time period has been the fact that we've had a greater ability to share information and share resources around the world faster and faster. So what does all that mean? Well, it means that I don't worry that somebody else knows a secret I don't know. It used to be that competitive advantage was secrets, was knowing things that, that someone else doesn't know. And it's it's funny how in, in politics and uh, large business, certain certain business industries in particular, there's still a strong, hard fight to, to keep things secret. But if you look back through history, like so many inventions were made in different places at the same or similar times in slightly different ways, because once a principle is discovered, it remains true, regardless of who discovered it or, or how secret people tried to keep it. So you can get a competitive advantage for a brief period of time by hoarding things to yourself, but not for very long, not anymore. So anyway, I don't worry about other people knowing what I know. When I read a book and it's a good book and it's got great uh, information in it, or I like the way it's laid out, or it, it comes with a new approach, or it, it brings something in that I wasn't aware of before, I get excited and I'm, I'm happy to have that information. And I start trying to apply it and I start trying to share it with my clients. And it does give me a bit of an edge if I'm doing something differently than everybody else is doing, or at least so it would seem. But I don't worry about other people knowing it. And I'm happy to tell people about the books that are on my bookshelf and the audiobooks that are on my, my audiobook reader. Um, I don't have a problem with that because the information is out there. And anyone who really wants to will put in the time and the effort and the energy to go read it or go listen to it or go watch the videos on it and try to apply it. But the vast majority of people will actually go looking for someone else's synthesis of the information, right? The the Coles notes in Canada or the Cliffs notes, if you're in the United States, outsell the original book massively. People want summaries. They want the quick and dirty. They want, you know, break it down for me. And then they go try to apply it. And sometimes it works. Uh, depends on the summary. Depends on how deep the summary went depends on if if people actually actually got and understood the um what was being said or if they more often filtered it through their own biases and their own 
view of things and oversimplified or slanted it incorrectly or whatever. So the point is the information is out there. People are going to go find it if they really want it. But my clients, the people who identify with me, the people who, um, who feel like I'm their guy because of the way I show up, the way we have the conversation, they're going to hear what I have to say and how I say it. And if they hear it from somebody else, they're going to go, oh yeah, that's that thing that Joss was talking about the other day, like this, right? So it doesn't bother me. Um, and quite frankly, in the expert business, which coaches, consultants, et cetera, all kind of fall into that sort of group, a large part of what we're doing is taking in information from other people, synthesizing it into a message or an application or a way of expressing it that is unique to us that fits for our clients and the people that we're meant to serve. So somebody else can be talking about the exact same thing and they'll say it differently. And the people that they're meant to serve will hear it from them. And actually it's funny. This goes back to, you know how you have the friend, like this is the trope that's been around forever. You have the friend or the family member and you tell them over and over and over again what they should be doing to solve their problems. Um, and then one day they come to you and say, I just had this really great idea. I'm going to do and then they say exactly the thing you've been telling them to do for years. <clears throat> and, and they act like it's this brand new thing they've never heard before. They completely buy into it because they heard it from somebody else. And even if that other person said it in the exact same way that you say it, they still heard it differently, right? It's just, it's how humans are wired. It's, it's what's going to happen. <clears throat> so like I said, I don't worry about it. The information is out there. I, I believe you can give as much information as you want or as you, as you feel comfortable with, maybe even a little bit more, and it's not going to hurt you. Um, the, the DIYers are going to try and DIY it regardless. And, and the hardcore DIYers, the ones who are going to steal your information and try and use it themselves or quote unquote, steal your information and try and use it themselves. They weren't going to work with you anyway, right? It's not let you lose a client, or lose a, a potential client because they heard your secret somewhere. No, they, they weren't going to buy from you anyway. They'd go, they were going to go find it somewhere. So that's the point from which I start. After that, we get into IP, where if I actually build something, put my name on it, trademark it, you know, come up with a, a, a new way of explaining and describing the principles, put them together in a, in a source or a system like I have, you know, with Profit for Coaches, then if, then if somebody violates that trademark, they start selling Profit for Coaches as theirs and not crediting it. Now we have a different story, right? Now, there, now there's an IP that needs to be defended. There's a brand that needs some protection. And so you're going to need to take some steps on that, right? If someone's not licensed to use my IP, they shouldn't be using my IP. And I've, I've seen it. I've had both myself and, and coaches that I work with and, and mentors that I've, that I've had. I've seen people completely copy their websites, change over the, the URL name and change the name of the person, even to the point of where they kept the pictures. The only thing they changed on the website were the contact information links, the, the name of the person and, um, yeah, where, where the email sends to, right? That's, and, and tried to run it as theirs. Like it's, it's ridiculous. It happens. Those things need to be stopped. Those things you need to go out and, and, and do something about. Um, on the other hand, if people are quoting you and crediting you and saying, Hey, you know, if, if someone out there says, Hey, Joss Willard of Profit for Coaches says this, you know, Joss Willard in his, in his, uh, ebook, you know, the four must haves for a profitable coaching practice says this, you know what? They're giving me credit. They can send people my direction. I'm more than happy to let them do that, right? And I will do the same thing. You hear me talk about Mike Michalowicz and Profit First all the time. You hear me talk about Michael Port and Matthew Kimberly and Book Yourself Solid all the time. Why? Well, I'm licensed to use the use that IP. So there's that. I think it's good. 
but also because it actually gives me a bit of credibility to say, I've read this, this other expert that I've read and know, and people that I talk to, I've worked with Matthew, I've worked with Michael, I've worked with Michael, <laughs> Michael Port, Mike Michalowicz, I've I've sat down and talked with both of them. I've worked with both of them. I've worked with Matthew Kimberly all the time. That should give me a certain amount of credibility. When I talk about Wayne Dyer and have and uh, things that I've learned from him and from his works, that should give me a certain amount of credibility. Why? Well, anybody can kind of read books by Wayne Dyer, absolutely. But the fact is, most people don't. And it also puts some grounding on when I say something that might seem wacky. Like when I come at you with advice about how to negotiate and it flies in the face of the advice that's been out there and accepted as the, the industry standard since 1981, for some people, it's completely dismissible. If, if it was just Joss Willard saying that, I'd be like, oh, well, he doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. You know, we have, they make the appeal to authority. We have, you know, hundreds of, of experts who have, who have been preaching this since 1981 when getting to yes came out. Blah, blah, blah. Josh doesn't know what he's talking about. But when I go, actually, um, what I just said came from Chris Voss, who was the FBI's lead hostage negotiator for quite some time and runs the Black Swan Group and is widely recognized as one of the top negotiators and negotiating trainers in the world to the fact and, and that he actually, uh, to the point that he went to Harvard and worked with those folks there who are considered some of the top negotiators in the world, negotiation trainers in the world, have all literally written books. You know, there's a bit more credibility there. I'm not just pulling stuff out of thin air. So there's nothing wrong with quoting and crediting people whose information you're using and standing on, including mine if you want. There's also nothing wrong with sharing those resources and sharing that they're out there. Go get Never Split the Difference by Chris Voss. It's a really good book, right? Go get Book Yourself Solid by Michael Port. It's a really good book. Go get Profit First by Mike Michalowicz. It's a really good book. There's a ton of other books out there. It doesn't bother me if people are crediting me or crediting the same sources that I use. It doesn't bother me to see that this guy that I know, two months after I talk about Chris Voss, sends out an email saying, here's how Chris Voss helps you with getting more clients doesn't bother me. It doesn't bother me that the guy I know two months after I talk about Profit First does a thing about why Profit First isn't the best way to run your business. I don't care. The only time I really care is when somebody uses my stuff without crediting me. That's it. Someone violates my my trademarks, my copyrights, etc. And you know what? It doesn't bother me that much. I let my legal department deal with it. Anyway, when it's you, there is nothing wrong in your business, in your practice with you borrowing from other experts out there. But when you borrow, reference, give credit. There's good stuff out there. There's great principles that can help you and can help your clients, can help your family. Use it, give credit where it's due. And don't worry about other people stealing your stuff. There's plenty of fish out there in the sea. There are plenty of people that you are meant to serve that are gonna be attracted to you and you can be delivering the exact same information as me or Mike Michalowicz or Wayne Dyer, or Maxwell Maltz, or any number of other experts out there in the world. I mean, delivering the exact same information in seemingly the exact same way. And you know what? They're not gonna take any of your clients. The only people that are gonna be called to them are the people that they're supposed to serve. And the people you're meant to serve are gonna come see you, because that's how it works. So imitation or not, other people saying the same things that you say from the same sources that you got it from is not gonna hurt your business. We'll catch you next week. That's it for this episode of Profit for Coaches. I've been your host, Joss Willard. 
To make sure you never miss a new episode, go to ProfitForCoaches.com to subscribe now. You'll also find all the show notes, resources, guides, links, freebies, and other goodies that we mentioned on the show. Plus, we've got some special bonuses there just for our subscribers. So to make sure you profit fully from this and each new episode of Profit for Coaches, go to ProfitForCoaches.com now.